Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of My Financial Design God's Way. Today's topic will be surrounded around the study of Ecclesiastes. We have been studying uh, the series. However, on today's podcast, we will do something a little differently with chapters four, five, and six. Today, we will highlight the chapters um, and really start looking more so from the perspective of managing wealth and the benefits of having God in the right attitude. We've titled today's episode, Managing Wealth and the Benefits of Having God as well as the Right Attitude. So thank you for joining us today. What we want you to do is we want you to go ahead between the next break uh, and read the scriptures. We will be discussing Ecclesiastes 4, which is verses 1 through 16 as well as Ecclesiastes 5, verses 1 to 20. We'll also be discussing Ecclesiastes 6, verses 1 to 12. So go ahead and look at those chapters while we will return right after our break, and we'll start right into the discussion. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. So here we will provide a brief background on Ecclesiastes. Of course, we've already um, done two episodes within the series. So please definitely go back and listen to episodes one, two, and three. But for those that are just starting to listen with us uh, and those that just want a brief background, uh, once again, In Ecclesiastes, we know that the speaker, according to the Bible, is King Solomon. And of course, King Solomon is one of the most powerful kings of Israel. This book is definitely in the Old Testament, and it has about 12 chapters. Now, King Solomon speaks of applying his mind to investigate, experiment, and explore the true meaning of life and wealth as he sees it by using all of his wisdom and power. It takes him around 12 chapters to uncover the findings. Today, we'll be highlighting chapters four, five, and six. So we hope that you will either follow along with us. We will just be highlighting them. And we hope that you have already had a chance to read them. Or if you have not prior to the episode, if you can go ahead and definitely read it, you will It will definitely benefit you um, if you would read it even after the episode. So jumping right into chapter four, the underlying principle really of the chapter is he discusses three major topics um, about life not being fair, the advantages of investing in relationships, uh, the elite and the powerful, you know, what generally happens to them. When he talks about life not being fair, uh, he mentions laziness is not good, but hard work for nothing without God is pretty much the same thing. It's 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 meaningless, right? So he's basically saying, if you're lazy, well, that's not good. But even if you work hard, but you work hard without God, it's pretty much the same thing. So why is life fair, right? Then I really love the fact that he jumps into the advantages of investing in relationships as, you know, a a person in general and especially as a wealthy person uh, as it relates to what King Solomon is, is sharing with us. He talks about a lonely man or woman 
out of greed or wealth is a waste, right? So he's saying, you know, if you're really targeting just work, 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 and you're not really putting any value into creating relationships or long lasting relationships, that's really a waste of time as well. And he says that by saying, what's the purpose, right? Why would we do that? Who else will benefit from this? And he highlights, and we know that this has also been said in other parts of the Bible, two are really better than one for obvious reasons, right? So two people, at least two people are better than one. Think about it. Two people can conquer, right? Double, you know, they can double up. And two can also share carrying a heavy load. Uh, So he points that out in chapter four, and that's a great, great uh, piece of advice um, for, for really for all of us. He also jumps into the elite and powerful. He highlights, you know, look, it's much better to be young, poverty stricken, you know, like if you're a youth, but you're willing to learn at that age to become wise than to be an old, rich and foolish man who refuses to take advice, right? So here age doesn't make a difference. What he's saying is the fact that you're wanting and willing to learn. Um, One caveat, though, that we did see here was he says, but remember, if the young wise man turns and allows fame to make him arrogant like the old fool, excuse me, like the old fool, then again, it's all meaningless. So like we said, chapter four was really centered around those key areas, life not being fair, the advantages of investing in relationships, and uh, really the elite and powerful, a little bit of background about them. Points here I think that I really wanted to learn more, and I I believe I did, is um, really having trust and contentment, right? So number one, understanding that Friendships, marriages, family, relationships are worth obtaining and fighting for. Remember that two are better than one for obvious reasons. Double people can conquer and two can share a heavy load. When you have two, one can always stand guard while the other rests. Another thing, do not let power ruin you. You're never a general or a captain of one. I like that, right? So you want to be a general. I'm a captain. I'm a general. Okay, well, where's your army or, you know, where's your team? You have a team. You have an organization or even better, you have a nation to lead and to learn from. So, you know, we really have to learn, you know, you have to trust God. Trust him enough that he will meet your financial needs, your material needs, so that you can take the time to really invest in relationships, friendships, marriages, family relationships. Not everyone will get married okay, but everyone has some sort of family, even if it's your friends, right? And knowing that two's really better than one for that reason. And don't let power ruin you. Remember, you have to be content where you are. Don't keep trying to grasp for more. Power will ruin you, okay? You have to trust God and you have to lean on him and have him show you really how to manage your team, right? How to really lead a team. So like I said, you know, it's a lot to ponder, to, to really, really think about in this chapter, chapter four. So, you know, delve right in and take a look. 
chapter five was good as well. Um, one of the great things that uh, some points that we, we brought out in chapter five was vain wealth, right? So we must be careful that powerful wealth can be vain. The powerful often rule over the poor. The more power, the more oppression that takes place, right? So the higher you move up, the more you are removed from the front lines. And when I say the front lines, I'm talking about the people that really make it matter. Um, The people at the level of the organization that touch your product, your clients, or your associations. The more dangerous it is uh, that you become as you move up to the poor, right? So, you know... You're so removed from the poor that you start to make riskier investments, you know, um, because you really don't have a good feel for the people that are with you, that are supporting you, right? Um, The more people that you have power over, the more you have to lose, right? So we have to be mindful of that as well. Now, he also talks about, on the contrary, wealth received from God is rewarding, right? So no matter how little or how much, accept your lot or your station in life and be happy with where God plans to lead you, whether you're on the front line and you're managing a customer's checkout, you know, at a cash register, or you're a middle manager helping to make decisions, um, running an operation, or if you're a CEO, it doesn't matter about your level. What you have to do is really understand that everything, your station in life was provided to you by our Heavenly Father up above. So remember that. Don't oppress, you know, don't oppress those people that are, that work for you. Um, you know, you have to really get to a point where, um, you don't think that you're so high and mighty that you start to turn your nose up or deny helping others. But instead, what we need is to do is to support and encourage democracy, encourage freedom, right? Encourage the assistance encourage the help um, of those that are that surround you that 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 you lead that help you stand against maltreatment and stop the oppression okay just really stop the oppression and if you see it stop it if you cannot directly stop it you know how you can if you can't indirectly stop it you know how you can directly stop it and that's pray 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 for the situation now, hopping into chapter six, he he talks about be careful what you ask for. You may just get the wealth that you seek. However, that God also provides it as the ability for you to have more. However, you're going to lack in time due to your business having to maintain all that wealth. So it's like a catch 22. Oh, you can get more. But what are you losing? time. And we've learned that time is very valuable. So another point he brings up in chapter six is pretty much everyone is dissatisfied, whether you're rich or you're poor, with not having enough. Everyone wants to have more. The rich want to be richer. Those that feel that they don't have anything want more. So at that point, he brings up, then what's the point of even being rich? You never, you will never stop wanting, right? We all 
pretty much want the same thing more. He also goes into, you know, in order to alleviate all of the drama that we put ourselves through over money and material things, again, this is highlighted in four, just be content, enjoy and appreciate what you have, you know, your surroundings, you know, number one, you know, our heavenly father up above the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, your breath, your health, your family, shelter, that's more than enough to be content, more than enough to be content. So life is just really too short, pretty much, he says uh, in chapters, uh, chapter six, verses 10 to 12, he alludes to, you know, life is too short. So enjoy it while it lasts. When we die, we won't see what's left behind. So why waste time trying to complain or beg for more? Just be content. So we hope that you really enjoy just this highlight of the, the uh, chapters four, five, and six, and how managing wealth and the benefits of God and having the right attitude really can make a difference. The highlighted areas really are, don't oppress those that are below you. Be content with where you are in life and know that no matter what, if it doesn't come from God, it's not worth it no matter how much or how little you have. Those are very key points to ponder. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us again today. By Financial Design, God's Way podcast is hosted by a Christian financial ministry sharing short tips on faith and finances that are aligned with the Bible. Listen, learn, grow, fellowship, share. So join us again.